In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the twelfth Sunday after Pentecost is from Isaiah chapter 51. Listen to me, you who search for what is right, and listen to the Lord. Look at the rock you were cut from and the quarry you were dug from. Look at Abraham, your father, and Sarah who gave birth to you. He was only one when I called him, but I blessed him and gave him many descendants. The Lord will comfort Zion and take pity on all her ruins. <clears throat> he will turn her wilderness into a paradise and make her desert like the Lord's garden. Joy and delight will be there. Thanksgiving and the sound of singing. Listen to me, my people, and hear me, my nation. <clears throat> From me the law goes out, and my justice as a light for the nations. I'm here to do what is right. I'm on my way to save. My arms will judge the nations. The lands by the sea will eagerly await for me and put their trust in my arm. Look up to heaven and watch the earth below. The heavens will disappear like smoke. The earth wear out like a garment. And those who live there will die like gnats. But I will always save and never be stopped from doing what is right. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading comes from Romans chapter 11 and 12. How deep are the God's riches, wisdom, and knowledge. How impossible it is to find out His decisions and trace His ways. Who has found out how the Lord thinks? Or who has become His advisor? Or who has first given Him something for which He must be paid back? Everything is from Him, by Him, and for Him. To Him be glory forever. Amen. I appeal to you, fellow Christians, by the mercies of God, to give your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, and so worship Him as thinking beings. Don't live like this world. But let yourselves be transformed by a renewing of your minds so you can test and be sure what God wants, what is good and pleasing and perfect. As God gave me his gift of grace for every one of you, I tell you, don't think too highly of yourselves, but take a sane view of yourselves, everyone according to the measure of faith God gave you. We have many parts in one body, and these parts don't all do the same thing. In the same way, many as we are, we are one body in Christ and individually parts of one another. We have gifts that are different according to what His grace gave us. If you can speak God's word, do it according to the faith. If you can serve, then serve. If you can teach, teach. 
If you can encourage, encourage. If you share, be generous. If you manage anything, do it eagerly. If you help people in need, do it cheerfully. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus came to the neighborhood of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? Some say John the Baptizer, they answered. Others, Elijah. Still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Who do you say I am? He asked them. You are the Christ, Simon Peter answered, the son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon, son of John. Jesus answered him, because no flesh and blood, but God my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the forces of hell will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Anything you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and anything you free on earth will be freed in heaven. Then he warned the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Our sermon text today is our gospel reading. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. How sturdy is your home? Does it have a good foundation? What about your life? What is the foundation of your life? On what is it built? On what does it depend I have hiked in mountains in Utah, Colorado, and in New Mexico, not to mention some flatter places in Texas and elsewhere. In those many hikes, I've come across many rocks. Some of them would move on you, causing you to fall, trip, stumble, or nearly lose your balance. Some of these rocks were pebbles, while others were much larger, even stretching out as a whole mountaintop or a rocky outcropping. And there were plenty in between sizes. When we talk about rocks, we know that sizes, shapes, and formations can, can vary extensively. So perhaps it shouldn't surprise us today that Jesus uses two different but related words to talk about rocks. Petros or Peter, which would translate as stone, and the word Petra, which would, in comparison, be a large rock. This small but important difference helps us understand what Jesus is saying here. And it's certainly important because we have the promise here that hell's gates will not be able to remain open before Christ's church. The demons will not have victory over his church, but will be shut away and cast down. 
For Christ himself will build up his church. He will establish it on a strong rock, a Petra, a solid foundation. Now, some have claimed that this solid foundation is Peter because there is a correlation between his name, Petros, and the word for large rock, Petra. And there's certainly some relationship here to Peter and the rock, but given the difference and that Jesus doesn't say, on Petros, I will build my church, but says on Petra, we know that Jesus means something else. Not to mention that just a few verses later, Jesus will call Peter Satan. Or that Peter will deny Jesus three times. He can hardly be the solid rock that Jesus is speaking about. Others have said it is Peter's confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And this is certainly in Jesus' mind when he speaks of this rock. But how does such connect to Peter? Well, quite simply, Peter is one of many who have been chosen to bear this confession before the world in order to establish and found the church. Peter articulates this for us very clearly when he teaches in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 to 22. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So Peter isn't the foundation, the Petra, on which the house of God is built and the rains and the floods won't wash it away. No, that Petra, that rock, is the word of God spoken by and delivered and recorded by the apostles and prophets with Jesus as the chief cornerstone. The rock is the Lord God and his word. But Peter is associated with that rock. He's a little rock who bears the name of Christ, who bears the word of God, who confesses the Christ unto the world. He's a rock because he brings the rock. He delivers the goods and so becomes foundational to the establishment of the church. Not the foundation per se, but certainly by bearing Christ's word, part of the foundation. You see, our church isn't built on God's word coming like some voice speaking out of nowhere. God chose to deliver his message through people and finally through himself coming in our flesh. God brought his word to us in a real and tangible way, in the incarnation and in the ministry of the prophets and apostles. That ministry stands today and stands behind the Bible, the book. Here are the words of the apostles and prophets. They are for us, still being delivered and brought to us tangibly as people deliver it to us. Pastors, teachers, fathers, mothers, neighbors, and so forth. These words answer the question Jesus asked about 
who he is. He is the Christ, the Messiah, the one promised long ago and spoken of in the prophets who would come and defeat the devil and overthrow evil and deliver us from sin and death. But not only do the scriptures tell us about Jesus, they reveal who we are. They tell us that we are sinners that have wronged God and done evil. In fact, we have either lived with a different foundation or lived like our lives were built on some other foundation. Maybe we are workaholics and we have lived our lives as if it was my own two hands that has gained me everything I got or made me who I am, rather than all of it coming by the hand and blessing of God. Maybe we built our lives around fun and living life to the fullest, forgetting that there is no life apart from the source of life. Maybe we acted like sports was everything and put God's word to the side during game time, even though we know and knew it wasn't. But it isn't just these things. It can be anything in our life. It could be a person. It could be politics, it could be pleasure and happiness, it could be our health, it could be our family, our possessions, even our own ideas. If we build our life on any of these, one day that foundation will crumble and we will find the gates of hell have swallowed us. If we trade the one and true solid foundation of Christ Jesus for something else, we've committed idolatry and we deserve what we get, something that no real life that has no real life, and that cannot deliver. Thankfully, it was into the hell we created that the Son of the living God came to deliver you and me. He came to found and establish His church. He came to release you and me from our bondage and deliver us from Satan's grasp. You have been rescued from your sin from your faulty foundations and from the times you acted like your foundation and source of life was something else. You've been rescued by Christ Jesus facing the gates of hell himself for you. He faced them on the cross. The fury and wrath of God was poured out on him. The devil rejoiced in Jesus' suffering. He poured out evil and wickedness upon Jesus. But our Lord and God resists evil. He turned the other cheek. He didn't respond in kind. He didn't sin against the Father or embrace evil as an answer. He didn't seek to save himself or preserve his life on the devil's perverted terms. No, he resisted even unto death. And with his perfect sacrifice for you, he established his church and people. He set the foundation he set the cornerstone perfectly in place and upon it he built his church and people. The apostles, including Peter, he sent forth and they preached the good news of Jesus and the church grew. It stood against the devil by clinging to God's word over the word of man and over the things of this world. The church was not built by gold or silver, but by the very blood of Christ Jesus confessed by and given among his people. The church stands on Jesus and the testimony of those whom he chose. Thus we stand on the rocks of Peter, but not just Peter. We stand upon the rocks of Paul, John, Isaiah, 
Moses, Jonah, and so forth. We stand on those who were little rocks testifying and pointing to the rock. Little rocks who have become part of that solid foundation that Christ has established for us, for his church. And so we stand today, not by our strength, by our resources, nor by our intelligence, but by Christ Jesus, our Lord, who suffered and died and rose for us. We stand by his goodness imparted to you and me in the waters of baptism. We stand by his life fed to us at his table. Thus you stand by his word that gives you his body and blood and his cleansing and water. You stand by his word forgiven of idolatry and like Peter after his failures, renewed for service. Go in this forgiveness and serve as God has called you. Go be his church speaking his word pointing back to the words of the apostles and prophets and ultimately pointing to the Messiah, to Jesus, the Son of the living God, in whom you too now live. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Lord bless you and keep you. Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. All readings prior to the sermon come from an American translation of the Bible.